Hello, space nerds. Welcome to Raktagino and Root Beer, a Deep Space Nine podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Michael. On this podcast, we are reviewing every Deep Space Nine episode from the pilot to the finale. It'll be so exciting, it's going to give you umox. Pull up a chair and join in the discussion over some Raktagino and Root Beer. If you would like to contact us, set hailing frequencies to rrds9podcast at gmail.com. Today on the show, we are going to review Season 7, Episodes 3 and 4, After Image, and Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. Michael, start us off with a <laughs> plot synopsis of After Image, if you would be so kind. Sure. Uh, so, this is basically our first real introduction to Esri after the first couple episodes. Uh, there's two plots, really. One, uh, Garrick is busy decoding... Uh, Cardassian messages and it's really stressing him out Mm -hmm. Uh, and as we've seen before he suffers from claustrophobia so he starts having these horrible claustrophobic attacks Mm -hmm. good thing that Esri is a assistant counselor and uh, and uh, can help him out Uh, the other plot is basically Worf Um, he's really uh, upset because he's he sent Jadzia to Stovacor and then there's this thing that's kind of Jitsia, but not really. This um, thing. This thing. Sorry, S3. <laughs> um, well, I'll use the, the name of the episode. It's it's an after image, right? I mean, he, he said his final goodbyes, and then you have Ezri yeah. sort of still haunting him. And, and to him, it's it's a dishonor to, um, to uh, Jitsia. I mean, he did almost fly into a sun to, to send her to Stovacor, and she's yeah. still kind of in a weird way walking around. So he doesn't want anything to do with her. Uh, Esri is really, you know, doesn't know what to do. She's she's sort of feels out of her element. She doesn't know if she can help Garrick with his claustrophobia. Worf doesn't want her on the station. Uh, she talks to... Cisco, who gives her a tough love approach, says that she's a terrible person. Please yeah. go away. <laughs> to rattle her cage, as he says, yeah. uh, she gets very mad. Uh, realizes that she is a she can do this. She she can be a Starfleet officer on DS Nine, uh, and uh, she helps Garrick with his claustrophobia, and has a little heart to heart moment with Worf. Uh, the end. Yes. How did you feel about this episode? I really like this episode, actually. Um, I think, you know, as we see when you introduce a new character, um, it can be hit or miss. Uh, I, I think they've actually... I'm going to defend Ezri. I can't believe I'm saying this. But I think they've done a good job with the character. Mm-hmm. I find her very interesting. You, I can tell from your expression. Matthew's giving me a I disagree with you look. Uh no, I'm. Oh, I'm, really? I'm yeah. giving you an. I'm interested in what you're saying. <laughs> I'm interested. That's even worse. Yeah, I, I. I really like this episode. There's also. I mean, it brings up really great issues in this. Where, um, as we saw in that episode where Jizia, uh found a former um, partner of hers, mm-hmm. and it's it's forbidden within Trill uh, custom to. You know, once 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 you have a new host to reassociate with the former partner romantically or or whatever, mm-hmm. so there's that, you know, automatically stopping her and Worf. Uh, like aside from the fact she's a totally different person because she has a, um, Esri's personality, 
Um, but just as what it's like for Worf, where um, you've said goodbye to someone, and then all of a sudden, part of their personality is still there, and their and all their memories are walking around with that person. I mean, what would that be like? It would be horrible. And there's this uh, this conflict with where um, uh, Bashir and Quark um, were in love with Jitzia, and, and they see Ezri as having a second chance at going after Jitzia. Which is totally unfair to Ezri, of course, because she's a different person. So it's almost yeah. like to Ezri, these people are flirting with her, but they're, they're, they see her as not being herself. They see her as being someone else, which is, yeah. you know, disturbing. And I, I think that's a great part of the episode. Um, the Garrick claustrophobia stuff, uh, I mean, they just needed a reason to show her skills as a counselor. And as Cisco said, um, she has eight. Or who's counting lifetimes behind her, which with all that life experience, you know, she's promoted to a full lieutenant counselor. And I did. Yeah, I I didn't really get that part. It didn't really make sense. No. Um, But (laughs) so I I wasn't. You get a passing grade for being an alien. (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't totally into that part, but I still thought that they did a good job. I like the I like the Garrick. Um, she got she got beat up a lot in this episode emotionally. She did. I'll stop nattering on. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was okay. Um, I thought that Nicole DeBoer, or however pronounce your name, however pronounce your name, however oh you gosh, pronounce so, her name, so rude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought she did a great job uh, at an impossible task because I thought she was very charming, but. She's being asked to replace um, a character in a in a long-standing show in the final season, which is like, oh my god, that's like such mm-hmm. a giant hill to She's climb. She's set up to fail for sure. Yeah, and you know, I was watching this episode and and the next one, and I realized that you know, it wasn't like Jadzia was a, a perfect character, but the chemistry had been set up already with mm-hmm. her in it. And with her gone, and I think this is largely due to the fact that she was one of the two major female characters, it really changed the chemistry and it's created a lot of, I don't know, um, awkwardness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, adding Worf wasn't a problem because it just, you know, it altered the chemistry, but it didn't feel like this... I didn't feel like something was missing. And it, and in this episode of the next one, I definitely felt like something was missing. And I and I mm. feel like this is going to be something I'm going to feel throughout the season. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, watching this episode is almost like... Um, I mean, I think they needed to do it. It's like going through mourning for Jadzia. It's like, it's like that, you know... If you've lost someone, you do kind of um, have this these moments of thinking about them still being there, and you're kind of imagining it all, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting. I I hated how I hated I I think it was there's not enough women mm-hmm. in this episode, and I felt it was too strongly focused around like men being interested in Esri. And that mm. kind of annoyed me. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas if it had been about, like, friendships, like, um, like if it had been about Kira and Jadzia, you know, connecting and, like, mm-hmm. trying to go through things, that would have been, I think, more interesting for me. And I was fine with Worf having his issues with Ezri. It was specifically the Bashir and Quark stuff where I was like, you know what? 
two guys having a crush on a lady, mm-hmm. that is not the most meaningful connection that you can have with someone, right? Mm-hmm. Particularly when you are actually friends with them above being crushes. On yeah, them. yeah. And I, I well, found that, that... that's yeah, that's why I actually like that part of the episode be- because I found, like I said, I I found it very disturbing. <laughs> You know, yeah, they, 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 I think they made a, make a point of showing that when Bashir's flirting with her and she knows what he's doing because she has all of Jitsia's memories and, she, yeah. and she's trying to say, I'm not Jitsia, I'm a totally different person and you're not seeing me who I who I really am. I think that was a good part of the episode. But I see what you're saying with 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 Garrick. They could have replaced Garrick with Kira and made it more about her relationship to to, you know, at least another woman on the station or at least someone talking to her, like, Worf's relationship with her, that was totally understandable, and I appreciated that. But, um, and Cisco was weird with her. I found he wasn't, like, that whole weird yelling thing was weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see more yelling in the next episode, Yeah, too. lots of weird Cisco, yelling. Cisco's not happy these days. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I do? I should say in the Garrick scene, I did appreciate the fact where she feels like she has this breakthrough with him about him being locked in the closet by his father and she's like I fi- I've cracked the case and yeah. it's like that's way too easy that doesn't make any sense and then they're like of, of course that's not it you know I-, I appreciated that yeah so I'm also I think I'm not that crazy about her being a counselor I think that's a, a waste of mm. uh, like we. I mean I love Deanna but let's admit it, Deanna was... Oh, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Here we go. No, 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 no. Hold on. I love Deanna. Yeah. I love Deanna. Like, she was my favorite character for mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, she was my uh, gay diva for mm-hmm. so many years on Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Um, Until Seven of Nine uh, replaced her? No, I love Seven of Nine, too. <laughs> um, but the thing with uh, Deanna, mm-hmm. that she became a much better character when they put her into a uniform and she started acting like a bridge officer mm-hmm. and was more focused on like, you know, being a commanding presence rather than being, um, this, you know, stereotypical, right. traditional, soft woman, you know, so, listening, so, to, listening to people's problems right. kind of thing, you know, like those scenes where Picard would have some tense diplomatic negotiation or, or, you know, they'd be, he'd be communicating with someone else on the bridge. And then she would say, I sense he's very, he's holding back or something. Well, th- those parts annoyed me, but what <laughs> I meant is like, she was best. And there was like some great episodes. Remember that episode, uh, where she, there was a disaster and Ensign, she was the uh, the most senior surviving officer on the bridge mm. at the time. And so she had to give directions on how to save the Enterprise. Yeah. And Ensign Rowe was just like over her. She was like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. Da, 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 yeah, da. yeah, yeah. And that was such a great episode. Yeah. Because it's, it showed, you know, Deanna getting into, like, realizing her strengths and her, um, and her abilities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Esri is a counselor. And not only that, she's a terrible counselor. Like, this is part of it, right? Yeah. They wanted to go so far away from Dax being amazing at everything that they they made her terrible at everything and, like, a nervous wreck. I'm just going to say, if her being a counselor on this show means less of Vic Fontaine, the counselor, or less of Vic Fontaine, then that's a bonus for me. I think think there's going to be more. But I I also feel like... um, I, I don't mind the counselor character on this show because, as I said before, they haven't had it right. I mean, they yeah. they've kind of had 
um, maybe Bajoran spiritual figures offering guidance, um, and Quark as a bartender has offered guidance, misplaced guidance, but I don't know. I, it's kind of nice. I, it's like, as we said, she's been set up to fail. Yeah. It, it took how many seasons for Jadzia's character to really, oh, totally, you know, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, be yeah. fully formed and and then and then bringing on Worf I think was a masterstroke and having them in a relationship was amazing. Yeah. Like we only have 26 episodes to get to, her. to get to get used to her and wrap up the entire show. So yeah. yeah, it's a it's an uphill climb. Yeah, but I think I think as an actor she does a good job. Yeah. I yeah. I I am an Ezri defender. <laughs> Ezri defender. <laughs> um yeah, I think she does a good job. I just yeah, I feel like her character, her situation, I would have preferred maybe, you know, a, a, someone who was, I know they wanted to move away from someone who was technical because they wanted to do the exact opposite of Jedzia. But it might have been nice to have someone who was both Jedzia and something else, like a, kind of a mixture. That would have been interesting to have like mm. almost like moments of Jedzia inside Esri. But right. anyway, I'm going to, uh, as Garrick said in this episode, um, I'm going to get out of here before I say something unkind, <laughs> which I really liked. I thought that was good. Um, I Eric also just, is very upset in this episode. I found the episode a little too soap opera mm -hmm. I wish there had been a kind of a more, I don't know, more urgent subplot. Mm -hmm. I, I, if the Esri one had been a one subplot and then the other one had been something a little bit more, mm -hmm. I don't know, dire, mm -hmm. it would have been... Uh, more exciting. Uh, two things I just want to say before we move on. Number one, um, when O'Brien shows up with more blood wine, Worf says, oh no, not again. I thought that was, that was good. And and Jake, what is Jake wearing at the end? Did you see that? When, when Ezri's promoted to uh, lieutenant, Jake is wearing this weird, weird, weird oversized blazer thing. Like, check it out. It is bizarre. Yeah. Jake, like Jake has been, Jake, Jake has been uh, really rebelling against a convention lately by wearing like <laughs> whatever dickies, he wants, yeah, like dickies and like ice cream, yeah. like uh, ice cream salespeople from the '30s kind yeah. of outfits. This is one of those barbershop quartet outfits. This is one of those '90s cuts on the blazer where he's just swimming in it. And yeah, just, and and he's so tall already. They had to find a blazer for an even taller, bigger person. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how they did that. Yeah. Um, uh, I liked I liked Esri's line. These pronouns are gonna drive me crazy. I thought that was. Oh, a good I line. wrote that down. Yeah, yeah she's I, a, she's having a Jordan Peterson moment. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but I liked it. I liked uh, you know that shows you that something interesting is going on when someone is having difficulty with their yeah. own pronouns, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I so, mean, you're referring yourself as a bunch of different people, and uh, it's so yeah, it's it, so that that is interesting. So yeah, I just wish. I, I feel like there is, you know, I, I feel like there is just too much of a, a boys clubhouse moment happening in, in uh, Deep Space Nine right now. Mm. And I hope it gets a little bit more balanced. Yeah. And I feel actually the next episode does a better job of that, actually. Great. Well, let's on that note, let's move on to episode four. Take me out to the hollow suite. Matthew, take it away. Okay. So... Uh, in this episode, this Vulcan dude, what's his name? Solok? Solok. Solok, com yeah. Comes onto the station and he has a terse um, discussion with Cisco. And in this discussion, it's clear it's like a, uh, it's a, 
It's it's a genital measuring contest between the two of them. Uh, lots of Christopher Pike metal references thrown around. Yeah, and uh, and basically, it's clear that Cisco and this guy are in competition with one another, and they have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. He seems like a, a real jerk, and uh, Solok at the end before he goes, he says, "I, I want to challenge you and your team to a game of baseball in two weeks," and so. Um, dun, 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 that's basically the entire plot there. They Cisco gets his team together. It's it's like literally the the bad luck bears, like the worst team mm. ever. Like it's got Quark on it, you know. Um, hey, Quark's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Rom, not so much. Um, well, I have some things to tell you about this actually. But uh, so they they start playing, and Cisco is obviously mm. way too into it. He's getting way too animated, and it's clear that he's he's been emasculated by this Vulcan who apparently keeps writing about him in like scientific <laughs> yeah, journals about how about, much of a I want to talk about that later. <laughs> that is so weird. Like this seems like an invasion of privacy and stuff. Like yeah. you know There's probably a legal case there. Anyway. Well totally. I mean uh Cisco did not you have to agree to be part of a study, right? And Cisco did not when he drunkenly decided to uh, wrestle this guy. So they play a baseball game against the the evil Vulcans, aka the logicians, and um, the <laughs> like Vulcans the Vulcans totally destroy them. But at the last minute, um, Cisco, who had previously been taking the game too seriously, realized that baseball is all about fun, mm-hmm. and he lets Rom in, and Rom actually gets helps them get their la- their only point. <laughs> the end. They all celebrate, and they did that. They do that annoying thing where a bunch of people um, turn a a failure into a victory by just annoying the other person. Yeah, and just be by having more fun than the other person. Yeah, which can be very fun when you're part of the group that's just torturing the other person, but mm-hmm. is very irritating when you are uh, yeah. you're Solok. So yeah, that was the end of it. What did you think of this episode? Um. I texted you halfway through, as I said. He did. This, this baseball episode, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, he, uh, was, not, he was not having it. So, I, I, found it, I found it annoying for a large stretch of it. But actually, the ending, I got more into it. So, okay, context. You have said many times on this podcast, you do not like holodeck slash holosuite episodes. Yeah. And I'm assuming you probably don't like sports episodes either i don't like baseball you don't so like baseball i hate baseball i literally wrote this i hate baseball i hate baseball so, so i was fine with it being a holodeck episode because it's not a fantasy episode right um the hollow suite here is just playing the role of a scene mm-hmm. right so that's fine mm-hmm. i have no problem like that aspect of the holodeck like holodeck being a place where you can set up like olympic rings and people can compete on it that's fine right it's just another room it's not like what i hate is when it's like people interacting with holograms and they're like this is telling me so much about myself and it's like Mm. (laughs) um i hate i hate the whole like Oh, the spirit, it's like the spirit of Christmas is all about family. And like, this is like the spirit of baseball is all about fun. And it's like, oh God, like I didn't want to learn this lesson. Who wants to learn this lesson? (laughs) Um, I liked the Vulcans. Uh, They were just, they were jerks. They're good jerks. Um, And uh, there was some good interactions between the characters. Clearly, 
the actors were having fun making mm-hmm. this episode. Like, clearly it was just, like, a little bit of a vacation for them. They get to go outside. They get to um, throw a ball around and, and do silly stuff. So yeah, um, I think it was fun for the actors, and that was okay. Otherwise, it's, yeah, it's a whatever mm. episode. Um, <laughs> How about you? I totally agree with you. Uh, I, w- I am not the biggest fan of this episode. But there is... But... There is a lot of fun stuff hidden inside this episode. Yeah. Like, the, the episode itself is so absurd, that, and they have a lot of fun with it. Like, as we said, with the academic essays thing, presumably, everybody in Starfleet would have access to these journals about about Captain Sisko uh, getting drunk, challenging a Vulcan to a wrestling match, and, and just... And also, essay, essay after essay about how superior Vulcans are to humans in every single way. I know. How obnoxious is that? Yeah, and it seems a little, like, fascist. I don't know. Um, Particularly the one, for uh, the Federation. So the one thing I like... All right, so Star Trek has this trope where there's some, there's some essential quality about humans that makes us worthy of being in the Federation and leading people. And, and it's something called heart. Yeah, yeah, which is so stupid. Right? Well, it's um, it comes from Kirk. Right? Yeah, yeah, like way back to classic Star Trek. There's yeah. something essential, this essential quality of humans, of having a heart, like just makes us terrific. So in this episode, you have uh, you kind of have a spin on that, and they actually talk about having heart. Cisco says we have heart. That's you know that's why they're physically, mentally, whatever superior to us. They're three times as strong, faster reflexes. But we have heart. Uh, he's directing that towards uh, Ferengi and a and a Klingon as well, which is nice because usually in Star Trek it might just be people. Um, but at, by the end of it, just with, with really annoying Solik and the and the team, you realize that what we really do have are emotions, and we can actually experience fun. And even even when it's a ten one loss, yeah, yeah, and it's like a fluke run because because uh, uh, Rom bunts without even meaning to. Um, we still kind of experience a thrill out of that, and we can find some something funny and uh, and absurd, like this episode is absurd. Yeah, which is a quality that Vulcans lack. And and I and thinking back on this episode, I really did appreciate the ending, as weird <laughs> as it is, because you're actually saying to these Vulcans, like, uh, we can experience something that you are incapable of experiencing, even yeah. if we lose. So I appreciated that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think what it was saying too is that. You know, the Vulcans were looking at it as, oh, if we get the most points, we have won. Mm-hmm. But what Cisco was saying, no, uh, winning is about enjoyment. It's about the feeling that you get. Mm-hmm. So winning is actually about the per- the team that has actually enjoyed the most, right? Yes. And so, yeah, one score is enough. Which, which is the point that is that Cisco's own team is trying to tell him. When, when he kicks out Rom, it's, it's, you're playing into the Vulcans' You know, game. You're playing yeah. it how they want to be played. We're just here to have fun. Um, and I did like that they did. It wasn't like a Casey at the bat thing, where like you know, at the end, you know, bases were loaded. Rom came out and somehow hit a fluke home oh, run. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And I was glad they still no, they lost. still they still got annihilated. <laughs> that was the best part. So that was good. Um, and and also Solo got kicked out. I mean, you as as we know, it's not that Vulcans have no emotions. They just keep it tamped down yeah, because they're self disciplined. Yeah. So he actually, they actually have worse emotions. Yeah, they're actually even more emotional, and and that causes a lot of problems in their society. 
So, yeah, the fact that saw like there were little cracks in the plexus, <laughs> that there were cracks in the armor. Um, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I like Ezri's little dig at the end there. Um, <laughs> have you always been this emotional? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, they are really all piled is, on at the end because there. he is annoyed and annoying and being annoyed must be an emotion right that's yeah. an emotional response yeah and uh and and the whole thing about how he's like uh, all you humans have uh emotions and then and then Ezra's yeah. like did i not put my dots on today and... <laughs> yeah i liked that Ezri. Yeah. uh also the Ezri backflip was <laughs> super weird was that Ezri? i thought it was lita no i thought that was Ezri. I think because they make a big deal about how one of her past lives was a gymnast. And, <laughs> and, I, she, and remember, she's getting upset because she's like, I, I, I have been an athlete before. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought that was Ezri. I, I, I wasn't paying attention enough to actually yeah. notice it was. But I thought, because Rom was clapping so much, but I was like, who is it? I have no idea. Anyway, whoever it was, um, I, I, I believe your uh, estimation more than mine. My, my, my favorite lines in this were both from Worf. Oh, totally. I know. Where, where Cisco's like, okay, I'm getting this team together. And everyone's like, we're with you. And Worf goes, we will destroy them. And then, <laughs> And then later on, he goes death to the opposition. Yeah, that's yeah. And I know. Uh, and when um, uh, Nog is trying to figure out what to do with the baseball, and yeah. uh, they're, they're like, um, he wasn't tagged out. What do I do? And he goes, <laughs> catch him and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Worf the best. Worf had the best lines. Yeah. Um, there, there's a really nice moment. I'm, I don't like I've said, I don't like the whole Kira Odo thing. I think it's just a weird relationship, but there's a really sweet moment in this where Cisco tells, uh, Odo that he's going to be the empire and to get the motions, right. Or the movements, right. Like to really get in character or is how he interprets it. And when Kira's walking by the security office and you can just see him going, you're out. Yeah. You know, I just thought that was really a nice touch. I liked Odo a lot in this. I think yeah, he yeah. had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, playing yeah. the jerk uh, umpire, like when he when he kicks uh, Cisco out and then he just turns around. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Which is which is his role on the show, the ju- yeah. the jerk umpire. Yeah, um, uh, I'm just gonna very quickly mention. Uh, <laughs> I know this is a family show, but. Um, Jake's package was uh, quite impressive. Oh dear me! <laughs> dear me! Uh, we'll move you know, on so from you there. Do, so you do like baseball? Yeah, is what you're saying. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was reading the notes, and apparently the uh, apparently Rom is actually the best player, like really oh, yeah? in real life. Uh, and he actually played baseball before he was really? an actor. Like he played like in like a double A AA or triple A or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so when he was when he was playing the role in this mm. episode, he actually found it very difficult to play poorly. And so he would actually have to hold the bat with the wrong hand so that he could kind of like hold it weird and stuff. <laughs> That's so, a... so Rom was apparently the actual bass player. And also, uh, Jake, lo- Jake looked like he knew what he was Yeah. Rock Lofton. Uh... Yeah. Jake and, um, and actually Armin Shimmerman. Um, and I think also, uh, Nog were, they were all, they were all actually good mm. players in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Nana Visitor was the worst. <laughs> they didn't really show a lot of shots. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this had some charm in it. I, I, 
I love Penny Johnson. I, you know, I want more um, more female characters mm-hmm. to, like regularly on the show, and that was great about this episode. There was, you know, Lita was on it, and Penny was on it, and um, and it just it it creates that feeling of oh, it's everyone in together, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a whole team of all sorts of different people. It's not just like a bunch of dudes, right? Mm-hmm. So I like that aspect of it, of of everyone playing. And there was like, no one was like, oh, the girls sag. You know, like it was just like everyone. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like everyone's out here playing and everyone's doing a great job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And I loved, like I was watching that scene with uh, Penny Johnson and uh, Avery Brooks and where she is like talking to him and she is so good. She is such, she can, she can, she reads her lines so well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm always there for her emotionally when she's in a scene and I'm just like so happy when she's Mm -hmm. involved. She's a great character. She is a great character. And, uh, and, and she's a good sounding board for, um, Cisco because she doesn't, like the best sounding boards for Cisco are the ones that kind of call him on his yeah on his, on like his family stuff. members and her where he has no authority over them yeah, yeah. well Dax would do it too right mm-hmm. um, and so it's good that she's there to kind of take that role of being like no 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 this is ridiculous you know yeah. so yeah um, I actually to be honest at the end of it I was like I had to stop it halfway through because I was finding it so irritating <laughs> is that when you texted me that's what I texted you because I couldn't deal with it anymore and uh, and then I watched it again I was like oh. the ending it has a good ending the ending the actually, it the makes ending, up for a lot yeah. yeah the ending actually improved it and just the scene of like a bunch of people having fun in a bar at the end of a, a at the end of a game is kind of a fun scene and mm-hmm. it's like we all like to we all like to see a bunch of people celebrating so yeah um, and having fun and and torturing a, a Vulcan right that's <laughs> that's what we all want <laughs> that's what we want to get out of life I re- I really appreciate the scenes of Rom clapping he has that weird clap where he uses the back of one hand he's and... doing the Bajoran clapping oh that's what that is because he's because he loves Lita oh, and he wants to clap like that's her. so lovely I yeah. didn't put that together I forgot the Bajorans <laughs> clap that way yeah you forgot the Bajorans clap in the most <laughs> stupid way imaginable that's really because like, I was like why the, is he clapping like that they're the same in every other way to oh. except they, they when in the development of clapping techniques, we diverge <laughs> from them. <laughs> that is a weird cultural. Uh, yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. But uh, actually, yeah, in the end, I, I liked it. Um, uh, I didn't like it. I I got some enjoyment out of it. It really, Worf was doing a lot of the heavy lifting mm-hmm. for me. Worf? Catch him and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Death to the opposition. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. Um, so I guess I I don't have much else to say. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> okay, so we'll wrap it up there. Um, yes, uh, so once again, as you as always, you can contact us over Facebook or Twitter, um, or you can email us at rrds9podcast at gmail.com. And once again, uh, thanks for listening, and have a great week.